G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 114 of the Outback Mind podcast. Thank you very, very much for joining in. Uh, we're going to talk today about running and what running can do for our mental well-being. Um, certainly helped me a lot, changed my life, and uh, today we're going to hear a lady's perspective on all that. Uh, Amy Stooth, who's a holistic life coach, um, is a beautiful lady and certainly uh, um, one that I believe can help both men and women. She's very passionate about uh, supporting women's well-being, but I just think with her lived experience and life experience, you'll be able to sort of guide a lot of us guys with regards to what we can do to be more balanced, self-aware, physically and mentally. Running's a great way to do that. We, we use the body to settle the mind. Once we sort of run for a while, the, the nervous system starts to settle, the breath gets into a flow and the body starts to, uh, to work as it should. So I think running is a great way to become more self-aware and also to become a little bit... Uh, conscious about our uh, our thoughts feelings and emotions and so forth and what um what comes from that so i guess when we're more we're balanced you know uh we we can make better decisions we're more clear on what we do and that not only benefits ourselves but also benefits everyone around us so we're going to hear from amy today about that and i'll chip in with a, a bit of uh, my own experience in that as well i reckon and um going to be a pretty awesome conversation so i hope you enjoy it just want to make a special mention to our partners primary partners so we have green nutritionals who provide green organic superfoods so if you're lacking something in your diet or you need a bit of a boost really uh, recommend checking out their website uh, greennutritionals.com.au also we get some support from pure life sprouted bakery who provides sprouted bread so when the grains in our breads are sprouted, the digestion process, uh, digestion process in our body works a lot better. So, no, uh, no bloating or a lot less bloating, and uh, processes through the body a lot better and a lot quicker. So, much, uh, much wiser way to eat. Really uh, encourage you to check out their website, purelifebakery.com.au. Also, MacForce Australia. If you're looking for staff, or you're looking for or to employ staff, um, or you're looking to work yourself. Uh, uh, in the construction or resources sector uh, within Queensland or WA at the moment, they've got some great jobs going. Uh, please check out their website, macforce, M-A-C-F-O-R-C-E.com.au. Alrighty, uh, really appreciate your feedback on this chat with Amy and I. I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Amy Stooth, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. Thank you very much, Aaron. No worries. Uh, pleasure to have you here. We're actually uh, face-to-face here today, so we're not actually, um, we're not actually uh, uh, calling in, so it should be a pretty good chat. And uh, yeah, it's pretty weird actually having a lady sitting here because I've had a few guys sitting with me. And um, yeah, so uh, I'm sure we're going to have a good chat, Amy, and uh, really grateful for you being here. So, yeah, thanks yeah. so much for having me on and the opportunity. Yeah, yeah appreciate great. it. So can you tell us a bit about yourself like where you were born and raised and all that sort of stuff and obviously becoming a school teacher and all those sorts of things and a life coach and a holistic coach and all that type of stuff but yeah can you take us back to uh, the early days and how everything sort of evolved for you yeah sure um yeah I grew up uh, not far from here um in Yapoon which is in Queensland a little coastal town it was a pretty small little town back then it's booming now I think with all the industry around 
It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it was, it was a nice little town to grow up and it was pretty safe. Um, and I had a pretty simple upbringing. Um, I'm the youngest of um, three, uh, mum and dad, and then my older sister and uh, my older brother. Yeah. So yeah, we were always um, down the beach and spending a lot of time outside. Mm. So it was a good, a good childhood. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like Yapoon is uh, a regional town. Yes. <clears throat> so it's like back then it would be a few thousand people. Now it's a bit bigger. Yes. Rockhampton's the the closest major city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is a large regional city in central Queensland. So you would have went there a lot for um, for you know convenience when you were young did you go to school there or yeah so yeah. I just went to school at Yapoon in Yapoon there was a couple of schools there at the time I think there's like a lot more now obviously but yeah. I think there was like one state school and one private school when we were there but yeah, yeah I uh, went there till year 12 and then after um, high school yeah. I went over to um, university and it was a bit of a I always good at school. I always enjoyed school, and and yeah. um, I never knew what I wanted to do. You know, mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. friends that I seemed to admire because they always seemed. I want to be an accountant, so I want to. Like, how do you know what yeah, you want to do? That's right. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. mum had said, "Mum's like, oh, why don't you do something that you love?" You know, I was like, oh, "All right, well, I kind of like sport," and at that time, I was still, I was pretty big into basketball and um, a few oh, team yeah. sports yeah, um, right. then. So I just went, oh, I might as well study human movement science. So yeah. I went to Rockhampton Central Queensland University and lived at home and um, went back and forth to Rockhampton to study yeah, human movements. Yeah, so, yeah nice. Yeah. So that was like PE, like physical education? Yeah, yeah. it kind yeah. of, um, you could have gone into, did the extra four, the extra year to make it four years to do the um, PE teaching, yeah. Yeah. but mine was more... It was such a broad degree, and I think that's what left me um, a bit stuck. Mm. Um, it was, you know, you could go into um, psycho- sports psychology, you could go into sports coaching, you could go into lots of different areas, but I never knew again what particular area I was wanting to focus mm-hmm. on. So I just, um, I just finished my degree, and um, I enjoyed it. You know, a lot of fitness stuff, and it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did a little bit of journalism, thinking I was going to be a sports journalist. Um, that wasn't for me, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. and then yeah, I, I had a friend that was living in Japan after uni, and and she's like, "Do you want to come and teach English in Japan?" True. So I was yeah, like, right. "Well, I was, you know, I just finished, so it was like I think that was '99. I was quite young. I was only 20, 19, yeah. 20, You know, never yeah. left Yapoon or Rockhampton. Yeah, yeah. And um, I flew into Tokyo like about three months after I graduated. Fair dinkum. Yeah, I was like twenty years old. Jeez, how long were you there? I was there for two years. Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. was there in, um, yeah, 2000, 2001. But the, the strange thing about that story is um, my main purpose of wanting to go to Japan was to save money to buy my skydiving equipment. Serious? Because I'd started yeah. skydiving when I yeah. was at university. I'd done my course uh, in Yapoon. Actually, there was a little drop zone there, right behind uh, where I grew up, actually. And I used to watch the parachutes landing. And I was always curious about what these guys were doing. Yeah. Ended up connecting with a few of the skydivers in the local community. And, yeah, just started my course and I fell in love with it. And I was like, right, so how do I get the money? Because it's, you know, back then it's probably about $10,000 to buy all your, your yeah, own gear. Yeah, and, yeah. Everything, yeah. helmets and, you know, jumpsuits and... Yeah. Anyway, so Japan was my way to make the good money because back then it was good um, exchange rate, the yen to the Aussie dollar. Really? Yeah. 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 So it was quite a... Yeah, it was quite a fun experience over there, but it was more about saving the money so I could get 
yeah. to go skydiving. Next up. So, yeah. so, so had you skydived previously to that? Yeah, yeah. so I, I did my course in um, Australia here while I was studying uh, right. at uni. And I did about, I was probably up to about 50 skydive, Mark. It wasn't many. Shit. But That's yeah. a lot. I haven't done any. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah, I ended up my real. career when I was pregnant with Hannah, my first, and... Um, had about 700, almost 700 skydives by that point. 700? you serious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. Has Mick done any? He's done a couple. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Mick's, uh, Mick's Amy's husband. He's been on this podcast too. So uh, yeah. yeah, right. So he's yeah. done a couple. Just tandem, so. Right. I yeah. never knew that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we yeah. better organise one. Yes, it's I, good fun. I haven't uh, yeah. seen any people skydiving for a long time, but uh, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd definitely like to do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. one of those things I think everyone's got to experience, you yeah. know? It's yeah. like, I don't no, it's that yeah. ultimate but yeah. when you when you're by yourself it's that niche level yeah. as well it's that real freedom yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. oh it would be it'd be incredible so yeah. so so where did life take you from that like after yeah. you, you finished japan and come back did you get back into the the skydiving and yeah, yeah so the main um as i said my main purpose was to save money to get my gear so i went over and in the year 2000, there was a big skydiving convention in America, in Chicago, Illinois. It was called Quincy. It no longer exists. But that, uh, over that, um, it was two weeks, like a skydiving festival. Yeah, you know, there's oh thousands gosh. of skydivers from all around the world that come to this one centre. And there's all types of aircraft that you jump out of. Shit. It was like... Right. Um, yeah. Hot air balloons, there was biplanes, there was DC-4s, there was like all types of like fun, you know, mm, really fun yeah. um, equipment that you don't get to jump out of normally. Yeah. So yeah, my friend and I went, well, we're, you know, we're here, we've got the money, let's go and go skydiving in America for two months. Mm. So that's what three months it was in total. So that's what we did. We, we um, went over and, and jumped at the, that festival and then we ended up just travelling and backpacking through America, skydiving Jeez. at different centres around the world. Did so you around think the US. you were mad? Yeah, it's funny because often um, a lot of people reflect and ask me what my parents thought. But, yeah. you know, my mum and dad were so good because they were so encouraging. They never, they never said you know, don't do that or that's mm, silly or they, yeah. they just they just stood by and watched. So yeah, it was quite lucky. supportive of... Really lucky. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'd imagine now when I look back a bit older and go, God, what did they think? Yeah, you know, just yeah. now that I've got children myself, it's a whole... Yeah. Yeah, different perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. That's, That's cool. you, you're very lucky because a lot of parents like mine. Mine were great, but they, they were pretty uh, restrictive and judgmental. Mm. Uh, you know, on you wanting to take a path mm. and just how um, how fortunate a young person is if they've got a supportive parent that can actually like really guide them. Yes. You know, if that's what you want to do, you know, go and do it. What we could do support you. How, how good would it be to hear those words? Yes. You know, yeah, so, uh, yeah, was. yeah. yeah I, was, I was very fortunate with that. And they never, yeah, they never said, yeah. you know, don't do that. So, yeah, yeah. Which awesome. was, I probably would have done it anyway. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, but it's better if you got the support. <laughs> that's so. right. So, so you, you came back and yeah, then so, you, mm. you, like after you went to America, you came back. Yeah. Did you start working? Like, again or what would you do yeah so yeah essentially you know I did my degree I went traveling for two years in Japan and then I came back and I'm like oh gosh what do I do now you know like um I I, I've got this degree don't know which path to take but I ended up getting into travel so that's when I joined flight center are you serious yeah you did that as well yeah so I was yeah I was um in flight center for about 15 years before I did my teaching so 
in that time, I yeah, I was so fortunate. That was the days of you know you got to do free travel and yeah. you know your team had to win incentives and you got to go to these amazing yeah. um, global balls that yeah. all over the world and and we right. were we were treated like rock stars at those mm. places. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I went back and um I moved to the Sunshine Coast and I, I worked um, at the flight center there. Uh, in Caloundra and yeah I, I kind of shifted sh- um, stores a few times but ended up yeah. being a team leader there for right. quite a few years so. unreal yeah it yeah. would have been exciting actually I know a few people that uh, were professionals and mm-hmm. ended up going and working for the flight centre yes I like policemen and, oh. and all these uh, others that just had career changes and yeah so yeah uh, but it's a different different game now I think working in that sort of uh, field yeah, 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 unfortunately, yeah. that I, I ended up um, being in there for quite some time, and then um, I ended up just taking leave with leave without pay as such. And Michael and I went travelling over to the UK, yeah. and I ended up working in travel in the UK as well. I was working for American Express um, corporate travel over in London. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so I was always in the travel industry, and it was such a fun, you know. Um, footloose fancy free sort yeah, of you know but it was yeah. hard it was like long hours and and um because it was commission based you had to kind of have that sales yeah, focus and yeah, yeah but it was yeah. a nice lifestyle yeah, yeah. so yeah. you your husband michael that you met him through through that or no i yeah. actually just met him in townsville um when i was visiting a girlfriend up there i was i went right. from the sunshine coast up to townsville for a weekend and yeah. uh, i met michael up there because right. he'd been in the army so um, unreal. yeah unreal. yeah unreal. so go. yeah it was just the paths had crossed and uh, and then it wasn't long, I said, oh, I want to go to the, because uh, I'd always wanted to go and do my working holiday in London. It was always something that, but I never quite got there with the, my job. I was like, yeah. oh, I was enjoying being in travel. And yeah. But I, I said to him, do you want to come traveling? I was sure. So next minute we were booked our tickets and uh, we went and did two years overseas. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like, like just diverting a bit, like Michael's had a fairly, um, uh, you know, like, a few gear changes with regards to his career mm-hmm. too you know mm-hmm. like being in the army and then getting into the fitness industry mm-hmm. and then all the ambulance and all that too so you know your your life like the way you saw your life when you were young has completely changed what it is now too oh yeah, yeah. completely yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been like when i look back sometimes i'm like was that me did yeah. i do those yeah. things yeah. but i guess that's the evolution you know and the journey and that's what i was i've always been passionate about you know, just looking for that challenge. What's that next challenge? What can I do in my life? Yeah. And how can I grow and, and you know, experience things? Yeah, so, yeah. see, yeah. I, I'm, a couple of things are coming to me while you're saying that, but like, like my upbringing in a country town was like you, you became that and that's what you did forever, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of my family were like that, you know, you had to be, well, they were farmers obviously, but like mm-hmm. you had to be a, um, you know, a policeman or you had to be whatever and that's what you did and, and I think we got, oh, I got judged quite a bit because I did divert, you know, and I yes. did have um, some other interests and that, and I couldn't find that fulfillment. Mm-hmm, I, just, mm-hmm. I think the school, um, the school system really sort of said to me, um, um, you know, be uncertain about yourself. Mm-hmm. So rather than, you know, being, you know, really able to live what you're passionate about, you mm-hmm. know. Imagine if a school, uh, one of your teachers said, oh, you can make a career out of skydiving <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something right. like that, you know, yeah. or, or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. So so you move through all that and then you've, then you've obviously had uh, a family and mm-hmm. all those types of things. And yeah. um, uh, you, you've got two kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Did you have, when you had kids, did you have any, um, 
uh, like postnatal depression or anything mm. like that, do you think? Or Yeah, yeah. My, my journey with children, like you said, because I've gone from yeah. this high-flying sort yeah. of life. You yeah, know, it was, it was down. Yeah, it was quite yeah. a big change. Um, and I didn't, I don't, I, no one's prepared for it. Nobody knows what to expect, you know, when, mm. and when you have children. But it was a big, a big shift. Mm. Um, and I did go through a... Um, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say it's postnatal depression, but I did go through a pretty tough time. It was pretty tricky um, there. Obviously, Michael being a paramedic. Yeah. Um, and I, we, we moved from Caloundra to Agnes um, when I was pregnant with Kai. So Hannah was um, just one, you know, yeah. she wasn't quite two yet. Yeah. So, you know, when we came here to Agnes, it was a lot longer hours and a lot more um, shift work. And mm. yeah, and essentially, I didn't have any friends. Um, it, was, it was great. Uh, we wanted to come here because the experience of just living rurally and mm. And, you know, getting out of kind of the Sunshine Coast. But, yeah, I wasn't prepared for the change um, in my life because I was was a team leader in in a flight centre and I had this big career and, you know, travelling quite regularly and the freedom. But then it was like, oh, I'm a mum. Yes. I'm just a mum. You know, I really kind of had to get my head around life's not like it used to be you know and my husband works a lot so I'm here by myself and um yeah to be honest I was not I I reflect back at my early motherhood and Mm. I was a pretty angry mum you know I just was Mm. I was short-tempered and I just didn't I don't know I didn't have the patience I felt that it took to be a Mm. mum and I I, I, something that I had to really practice and learn and grow through my journey and definitely yeah yeah, I look back and I'm I'm not proud of the mum that I was back then but I Mm. I can see my journey so I'm like yeah it's it's all all perfect you understand yeah Uh, and you know I I think about my my wife um you know we're not together anymore but I I think that that she went through all that too you know Mm. and Mm. um we never had any support because uh we were away from the family and you know a bit like yourself going into a town where you don't really know mm-hmm. anyone yeah and then you've got all these responsibilities and you've got no outlets mm-hmm. and that sort of thing it can be tricky but also for the for the husband too it can be difficult because mm-hmm. um they're having to still work and they're having to you know be the father at home and, and not really paying a lot of attention to the wife because yes. that was my fault is you know being able to think that i was the one that was working so i I, you know, was was more important, which is not right. You know, mm. it's not, not the right uh, attitude. Mm. And um, that's basically my conditioning was really pushing me that way. Mm. But I never had any support either, you mm. know. The only, the only support you'd get would be have a few beers with people and, and talk rubbish, but you never, you never tapped into the, the real stuff. Yeah, you know? exactly. And yeah. I think there's a lot of people in that same situation, you know. Like mm. we... We feel that um, we have to do it all ourselves, you know. It's yeah. like, and if you don't do it yourself, then you're a failure, you yes. know. And it was, it was Big really time. intense. And uh, anyone that had listened to the podcast before about Michael's story, it obviously yeah. got to the point of burnout for yes. him. So yeah. he was trying his best to juggle everything, yeah. Um, yeah. which, you know, he was doing an amazing job. But uh, essentially, unfortunately, we've lost that community and that connection with others to go and say, I need, I need you to help look after these kids for the, a couple yes. of hours I need a break that's you know? right we don't, we don't yeah. have that you yeah know? I agree yeah and that's yeah. it and you do feel well feel weak if you ask it for help but I, I think it's changed now mm-hmm. uh, people are starting to be a bit more um, aware of yeah, your emotional balance and that type of thing and, and, and back then it was just not considered you know mm-hmm. 10 20 years ago and uh, we, we do have um, ups and downs in our, our emotional capacity uh, and that too and uh I guess it's really important. You know, we'll, we'll touch more into some of the um, practices that we can use to help with mm. that as we go. Mm. But, um, you know, to, to not 
beat yourself up for that experience, you know, because that's really helped you to be who you are now. Yes. And that, um, and that was not your fault, that behaviour, because you didn't know any different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you had done it again, you maybe would have said, oh, um, I need to make sure if I'm going to a new location, I need the supports around me to help me, you yes. know, and be more organised. And yeah. um, it's not an easy thing to do. That's right. Yeah, and I think, yeah. too, instead of looking outside, we can go in as well. Yeah. Like, I remember I didn't have those skills to go in, you know, yeah. like meditation or, like I said, I found, like, we'll talk a, bit, a little bit about this, but running as well, mm. you know. We didn't, mm. I didn't have any tools like that that I, could, that I thought yes. I could use. So yeah, yeah. That, that in itself uh, I'd like to share now with mums in my new business um, yeah. of how they can do that to, to kind of try and calm themselves and to find that space and that, that time that they need Definitely. to you know disconnect from their families and reconnect with, with themselves, themselves yeah, yeah. And, and that's it and, and we'll, we'll talk about that too but but certainly having, having that support when you need it yes. uh, i think is really important yeah you know, and, and also like for, for a new father for me it was i was really uncertain i, mm. I didn't know you know how to be a father mm-hmm. or how to um <clears throat> how to go about it really well mm. you know so one, one light bulb that, that come to me is um like uh, my, my wife never got a break and I remember she went somewhere for like three or four hours and I had Sam with me and Sam was like three or four months old mm. and he wouldn't stop crying mm. and uh, I did everything I could and I was, I was exhausted, you know, I was really exhausted um, from it mm. and uh, I took him to the lady over the road and as soon as she held him, he stopped just like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. uh, so it just showed me that um, you know, I was tense and she was calm and, yeah. and he felt that. Yes. You know, straight away it was oh. just, it was amazing. It was like you flicked a switch and it, it turned off. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so that, that actually taught me back then before I even knew a lot about meditation, mm. um, what it is to, to settle your nervous system now. Yes. You know, to be able to do that and, and that's, that must be something that you do with, with, with women and, and new mothers now mm. to help them self-regulate. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, 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 even, yeah. Uh, I even took that into my teaching profession, you know, like mm. when you're a te- even in the classroom, the kids pick up on it, you know. Yeah, if you're, yeah. you know, if you're stressing out or you're kind of like freaking out or something and you're mm. just like, hang on, just take a few deep breaths, mm. ground yourself mm. and then get, you know, get calm again. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, amazing. They, they sense it, you know, yeah. and, and kids, yeah. are, you know, newborn babies, it doesn't matter what age, they all, they all sense mm. it. So mm. that's one big lesson I've learnt with my children is the more relaxed I am, the, the better behaved they are, you know, mm. when, when I get tense and upset, yes. and yeah. that's when they misbehave yeah. as well, and then it's a whole big yeah. minefield, yeah. you know. But isn't it amazing, like, the, the science around it is, your thought can go into, like, an energetic field, mm-hmm. so what's going on above your shoulders is actually, like, being projected out yes. there, yes. you could have your back to people, and uh, and people would still feel that, yes. you know, yeah. uh, and that's that's amazing, you know, yeah. it really is, yes. um, so what's going on between your ears is really pushing an energy, um, you know, source out there, so, so yeah, i We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about meditation and, and other ways to settle that nervous system down. Mm. But these are skills that we're not taught, mm. you know. So to be able to develop those practices, I think, are, are really uh, important. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It wasn't until, you know, like I said, those first few years uh, here when I didn't have those community supports or the connections and stuff, um, it was tough. It was really tough. But then I started 
getting some more friends and getting some more women, you know, mm. uh, in my life. And, and yeah, it was amazing once you start talking to other mums and start yeah. building that connection and they're like, oh, I'm going through this and I'm going through this. Mm. Great. It's nice to hear that. And, mm. you know, and just watching what other mums do, you know, and, and see how they deal with stuff. It's, yeah, yeah it was really helpful yeah. for me. So, yeah, agree. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with the guys too. I mm. like to try and do now is to try and help guys talk openly and honestly about things mm. because like that gets masked with a beer and everything. You never get into the real stuff, um, but yeah, the, these are the. I think the the education system puts us into this like self protection mode, mm. but we don't want anyone to come close to us, and we don't want us uh, ourselves to, to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to be able to get to that stage, was that difficult for you to? Um, to like to start to talk openly and honestly with other people about how you were going oh i I think still even now i sometimes struggle to to be really honest because sometimes the behaviors that i used to do i'm I'm ashamed of you Mm. know like i don't Mm. want people to think that i used to do that sort of stuff you know like speak like that or shouting and you know like yeah yeah. but but yes it does take it did take a little while but Mm. once once you've got that friendships and and it's much easier to let those guards down and just go you know what Yeah, yeah i wasn't a great mum but I am much better now and be okay with that so agree and and that's the thing because I think we can always when we're feeling insecure we'll go back to that old thinking Mm -hmm. uh, and uh and and that will make us feel angry sometimes Mm -hmm. and also uh you know self-critical of ourselves too but if you can be kind to that Mm -hmm. I was just saying on a podcast the other day like some of the things that happened in my life that I'm not proud of, I revisit and I actually like say to myself, this is how I do it now. Uh-huh. So when I do feel insecure, I don't have to go back to that sort of insecure feeling uh-huh. uh, that I had once when, when I was a young fella or whatever it might have been and, and to be able to like look at things differently. Because I think when we are in... Um, a state of uh, uncertainty, mm. we, we, we go into that negative side of us and, mm. and that's there to protect us, but it's not really a wise thing to do because things are different now. That's yeah. right. It's almost that subconscious yeah. patterning, but it's yeah. almost also you've got to remind yourself of the learnings. What was yeah. the learnings from that experience? Yeah. And, and yeah. you don't want to do that again because you've already learnt that, so you're going to yeah move on each time and evolve and grow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's, that's the thing. Did you ever find yourself... When you're like you're really being challenged, you'll go into that insecurity sometimes, mm. or you, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I do. But I've I've kind of almost got a um a new mechanism to switch that now. Like I'm mm. like you know when I when I'm feeling that way, where I'm going into that insecurities, it's kind of like no 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 this is it's okay and pushing out of that and seeing on the you know what what more will come from this you know Mm. kind of just looking beyond it now as opposed to getting trapped in it but that's taken a lot of practice just that yeah rewiring almost of those neural pathways to go no you don't need to do that you can challenge yourself and step Mm. forth in this sort of thing your mind can take it back to that um that that really quickly though like Mm. I, i i went for a ride this morning and um i went up a uh, couple of areas and we found a really steep hill mm. and like the anxiety is there like uh, about the challenge mm. but then I picked those little spots along the way which made that that journey a lot easier mm. to actually get to the top because as soon as your mind's uh, at, at, at a distance and you're worrying about all the what ifs but if you mm. can just slow things down one thing at a time mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the journey gets uh, a lot easier yeah what a great le- life lesson yeah hey, yeah yeah, yeah something life. simple like that yeah. you know something simple but i just think we um yeah we we, we get into this uh this this soup of uh 
um, just self-doubt and uncertainty really easily mm-hmm. um, and, and to develop um, you know, self-regulation re- practices which can help us become a bit more certain mm-hmm. and a bit more calm because you know, our nervous system, I think, can get thrown out of whack you know, pretty, pretty easily. You know? yeah. and, um, they're the skills that, uh, that, that I try and help others sort of you know, find. There's something in our lives that make us feel, make us feel calm to, to try and get to that regularly so you know that you've got a challenge. You know, staying calm is, is a, a great way to get there rather than being tense and anxious and, and yeah. stressed, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you find, um, uh, obviously, like from that period from mm. when you were a new mum and obviously meeting those ladies, mm. so things evolved for you from there and, and what were they and how did they, did they start? Yeah, yeah. So um, essentially it was really the women's circles that I really started to kind of explore more about who I was and, and um, yeah. opened up my mind a little bit more, you know, and, yeah. and it was a really powerful, like I've got, you know, two very close friends who I've connected with here and yeah, they, they have really shown me um, a different way, you know, and mm. it's been it's been like yeah, life changing, you know, mm. that sort of stuff. So mm. I'm very grateful to, for them to, to share with that. But yeah, those mm. women's circles were such a a powerful um, transition for me to be able to kind of start to reflect and start to to question who I was and mm. what sort of mum do I want to be and, and what sort of person do I want to be and how can mm. I you know how can I help others as well and and you know mm. help them to mm. um, be the better person you know and because mm. yeah I, I often my life coaching now that I'm doing with um, women is is very I kind of wish it was there when I was a, a new mum you mm. know like I wish mm. I had that guidance and support just to help me you know, along the way. So Definitely. that's what I'm providing for yeah. mums now if, yeah. if they are struggling at those times. It's really important, you know, it really is because there's probably a lot of lot of new mums out there like you mm. um, and uh, not just new mums but like women in general that are facing some form of uncertainty. To be able to get that guidance uh, through that is a good investment yes. uh, because it actually like just fast tracks things yes. and you can't... Uh, Sometimes get there yourself without you know uh, unpacking a lot of the doubt and that that goes along with it. Yeah. So so, women's circles, which mm-hmm. is probably pretty weird to a lot of people listening to this, but um, you know it's such a powerful thing. And, and you're getting together and you're not sitting around drinking coffee and cake and that. It's mm-hmm. just having a really deep conversation about all all the stuff going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And just sharing and just being able to share, you know, like it's just getting what off your chest, you know, and yeah. that, that takes practice in itself because we're so not used to that. We're so mm-hmm. conditioned to, mm-hmm. to keep everything to yourself mm-hmm. and don't, don't tell anyone your troubles and stop whinging and, yeah. you know, all of those sorts of types of things that society's put yeah. on us. But yeah. When we show our vulnerabilities and we can say, actually, I'm not dealing that well with this, mm. you know, how can I help? But it just seems to shift so much weight yeah. as well. You just, you're able to kind of um, realize that it's okay, you know, mm. just because you're feeling this way, it's not a bad Definitely. thing. It's just an emotion and it can change and shift as anything does. So, Agree. That's yeah. it. And, and that, that, that's beautiful to hear because it is, um, you know, it is, a, isn't it terrible, all this conditioning that's being brought mm. on us, you know, yeah. uh, so, and it's, it's so deep in ourselves, you know, to be able to confront that sometimes is not easy. Yeah. With, um, with the women's circles, are you still doing them now? Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm going to them. I, I'm a, yeah, yeah. I, I actually yeah. am just a, a 
are regular now that I love going to these women's circles yeah, um, that a yeah. friend holds quite maybe once or twice a month now that she okay. holds them. So, yeah, yep, I'm still there. Um, you know, I kind of go through waves. I'm like, oh, I don't need it. And then all of a yeah, sudden yeah. I have this, oh, yeah, oh my yeah. God, I do to, need it. To, to go back. Yeah, yeah and yeah, just connect back into yeah, it. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's been a journey like, you know, the, probably what Hannah's 10 now. So for, you know, probably about seven years of that, I was, I've been starting to be more conscious, you know, mm. for the first three years, of, you know, I was a bit muddled and confused and in that, you know, space of who am I, what's going yeah. on, I'm just living my life on autopilot and, yeah. you know, completely yes. stressed out and, mm-hmm. you know, your nervous system is going crazy and you're in that stress response constantly, mm. I felt but yeah, just starting, um, it's been a journey of like, you know, reading books and podcasts mm. and mm. a real learning, a, a real kind of, um, yeah, I guess that's when my running started too, yeah. you know, that's when yeah. I started running and that yeah. was a big outlet for me in that time. It was like the beginning of the process. Yes, so. yeah, good. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about that. So I think Mick said he was the first one that sort of got you into running. Yeah. Um, what was it like when you, when you actually like, sort of set out for that first run all those years ago yeah yeah it was pretty terrible I must admit I was not liking it um but it was yeah I didn't realize how much I'd missed um kind of challenging myself on a personal level you know like obviously my my upbringing I was always you know challenging myself traveling overseas and then skydiving yeah like there's always something that I was pushing myself because I loved that you know, pushing that limit to see how much I can do or what my body can do or what my mental state can do. So yeah. running kind of started that for me. But, yeah, yeah, at the beginning, I reckon I could do, like, 500 metres and I'm like, stop, I can't breathe. Yeah, you know? right. yeah, yeah. it was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he'd sign me up for an off-road uh, half marathon and, and Kai, was, Kai was, like, two and a half. And I'm like, why did you do that for? He's like, yeah. oh, I thought you'd like it. But uh, it's like a blessing, you know, like yeah. I look back now and it was probably the thing that really helped me. Yeah, mm. really was the, the starting point. So, yeah. so you would have had to have worked up to that though? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. And yeah. I was, uh, and that's the thing, I'm a bit like that. I, once I have a goal yes. set, I, yeah. I go for it, yeah. you know, and yeah. I try, I put everything into it, which sometimes is to my detriment. But mm. yeah, I really, um, I really worked hard and I built up and built up and I was running like every day and yeah, and, and by the end of it, I think Michael and I ended up winning as because it was like a, over two days. It was down at, um, uh, at the Lamington National Park. Oh, really? Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, right. and Yeah, he did, he did his half, um, the first, oh, I think I might have went first. It's like over two days, like you did a half marathon one day and you do the half marathon the next and yeah. you can do it as a team. Yeah, so. beautiful. Anyway, we ended up winning this, uh, this you know, team event that, that and that's what kind of like, oh, well, maybe I can do this. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. was a, yeah. the trigger. Awesome. Yeah. So, so were, you, were you critical on yourself and all that back then? Or did you did you find that um, uh, you know once you achieved that, um, like basically you, you you were sort of content, or you still wanted to keep doing more? Yeah, yeah. I, that yeah. was just the yeah. you know the beginning of the you know the ball of the snow, you know snowball yeah. running down the hill sort of thing. That was just the start of it, and I just got more and more momentum, and I mm. just wanted more. I'm like, right, what's next? What's next? And then yeah. some friends here. You know, I used to um, do some triathlon stuff around here and, and they said, yeah, can you do a triathlon? So I signed straight up to Mooloolaba Olympic distance. You know, mm. I'd never done a triathlon in my life. Mm. 
here I am, I'm like, right, I've signed up for like an Olympic distance triathlon, which was quite a big step, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, bloody I didn't realise. They're like, oh, yeah. you, you can ride, you know, 40Ks, you've run 10K, so yeah. you'll be right, you can swim. And, yeah. Righto. So, yeah, that's, yeah, it was kind yeah. of like a starting point then. But it did become, I got, I got quite into it to the point where, like, if I didn't train, I couldn't function almost, and mm. I kind of over, got, overtook me. Mm, um, mm, mm. And I reflect back now, and I was yeah. like, it probably wasn't that healthy. Mm, <laughs> but mm. I kind of needed it. It was like this weird addiction that if I didn't have it, then I, my, my days were not the same. You know, yeah. I felt quite agitated and yes. anxious. So yeah. I, it was yeah. kind of like this. I think you've experienced uh, something similar. That. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I was out riding this morning. I saw this young guy that I know that's been like pushing his body pretty hard. Mm. And he, he was going one way and I went the other. And I looked him in the eyes and he looked tired. Mm. But I, I think that he's just so determined to make a difference that he wants to keep pushing himself. Mm. But if, if that was me now, I'd be having, say, a day off, I'm going to do some meditation, I'm going to settle down because yeah. tomorrow will be so much better. Yes. But, but I was like mm. you, I'd be just pushing. You know, mm. I've got to do this or I've got, to, I've got so many kilometres I've got to do, so mm. I've just got to get out and get it done. My body's mm. like you know, fighting against me. Mm. But you, your ego will push through that. Mm. You know, once you finish, you feel good, but it's still not really that great for you because mm. it's just a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really give you um, sustainability, you know. Mm. So, so that's something that I've, I've been able to learn over the years. But I think, um, yeah, you, you know, so with regards to that, that challenge that you've done, mm. like that triathlon, you did it, and, and what was next after that? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. been about consistently probably about seven years of racing. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, last year, this actually... This today, 12 months ago, I was doing the Black All 50 in my first ultra run. Shit. So, yeah, yeah so that yeah. was uh, 12 months ago. So, it's, it's yeah, but that, that was a different race for me. That was the ultra is actually probably what changed me. You know, it was mm. no longer about times and speed. It was just about enjoying it, you know, being yeah. out in nature. And that, and that really shifted. As soon as I started trail running, mm. I was like, you know what, this is what it's supposed to be yeah, about. Absolutely. It's not about the times and the speeds and the, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's more about just connecting with yourself yep. and your breath and the nature. Right. And yeah, so now I, I see I see my training and I see my racing very, very differently. But yep. yeah, it was a bit of, I ended up doing a half Ironman in that time. Um, about four or five Olympic distances, a couple of half marathons, and then a full marathon. But yeah, so it's yeah, it's yeah. been a progress. And then yeah. now, and, and it's pretty much twelve months ago, I was like, no, this is what it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. this is how I'm supposed to be racing. Yep. I'll now, have to so. introduce you to Hanny, um, who um, you know she's got a she, she's an unbelievable runner, but mm. she's uh, she's um, done these tours all around the world and now she um she's got a business called find your feet down there but she's the same and we had a conversation a while back about getting out of your mind Mm -hmm. with it and Mm -hmm. she's sort of like still trying to come to terms with um how can you get into that state quickly without Mm -hmm. having to run for hours Mm -hmm. before you become calm Mm -hmm. so um once you once you're out of your mind in that environment in wilderness Mm -hmm. that that's our true state as a human Mm -hmm. i I believe you know Mm -hmm. if we're actually like in in nature and you're seeing nature as it's as it's going on around you that can really you know make you feel fulfilled and content Mm -hmm. Um, when you're running in a race uh, on the road and you've got a watch on um, you're not really connected you're you're connected to um, your objective Mm -hmm. 
you're not really connected to everything around you. And that's the good thing about getting out in nature, whether it be walking or running. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's such a, a good thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. um, more pure, I felt, you know, in that space and in nature, mm. you know, and, mm. and just just admiring and being grateful for being alive, you know. Yeah. It's kind of that whole other level of awareness and gratitude of, of mm. your existence and your ability, you know. Mm. And I, I just remember doing, running the ultra and going, thanking everything, like, thank you, yes. toes, thank you, angles, yes. thank you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was just like... Yeah. I'm so grateful that I can even experience this yeah. and use my body is allowing me to do this. So, yes. yeah. and there's a lot of people that, you know, I've got friends, unfortunately, that aren't in that able body state that can do that. So mm, I feel true. super grateful to, to yeah. experience that and to be able to do that. So yeah, yeah that whole shift is that competition and that, you know, yeah. times and speed has really gone out the door yeah. and it's much more about the connection to myself yeah. and my body. Yeah, and, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's interesting though, like I'll, I'll get competitive with myself sometimes too and I've got to try and rein that back in. Mm. Um, I'm not doing anywhere near what I was, but it's just the enjoyment of it to actually get out there. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> um, uh, you know, we'll talk about the mental health side of things now. So, so obviously you had it's good to have some some goals mm-hmm. and some um you know uh i suppose self-expectation with what you want to try and achieve mm-hmm. once all that's said and done what are the benefits that you found with with say running for example with regards to what it's been able to to to, to give you as an individual yeah yeah, but, um, it's really given me a lot of space. It's created space in my life, which mm. is strange because I guess you'd think that it's taking up time, but mm. um, it does take up time, but I, it also allows me to you know, to stop the thoughts, mm. to get out of my mind mm. um, and just be in the moment a, bit, a lot more. Mm. Um, and that's probably exactly why I jumped on the bandwagon so quickly and got so addicted in my early years yeah. of being a mum because... Yeah. I, I didn't have anything else like that was my outlet it was my ability to just leave the house and shut those thoughts mm. off and get into my own space my own time yeah and everyone is so what are you running for and I'm like yeah you're right I'm, ru- I'm running away like you mm. know I'm running away from just yes. my busy mind you yeah, know and yeah. I wanted to leave it at home and, yeah. I, and and that was my my ability to do that is to to get mm. out and do that but mm. you know I had a, I had a over the few last few years I've had a pretty tough time with my parents going through cancer mm. and that was my one thing like I trained for the black all through like losing my mum and my dad you know mm. but that was the one thing that could I could just just stop the the thoughts and the busyness and that monkey mind talking about oh, what if this happens yes. what if that and then and it was just my space and so it was became a, like a, a meditation Anch- essentially anchor. for me yeah An it was bringing me back to, yeah. to that, that yeah. that's right it's yeah. interesting something that came to me then uh, i remember francis uh i'll tell you about francis but i, I was running a lot back then and mm. and and i was at some one of my kids soccer things and he said what are you running away from aaron like this guy mm. and and he's standing with the beer in his hand <laughs> at the same time and i actually felt really confronted mm. and i said i'm running away from cancer i'm running away from diabetes i'm running away <laughs> from um depression i'm running away from anxiety mm. uh, all these things and he's jaw dropped yeah. you know and, and and he's like doing the opposite of me um you know holding on to illness mm-hmm. uh, but the judgment in him because mm-hmm. he probably saw something in me that he wanted within himself mm-hmm. you know but for me to start this process was exactly like you like you know the first 500 meters that's where it starts yeah you know yeah um and you can go and enjoy the beer as well 
But if the beer's your anchor, then, you know, you're going to have disease, whether it be physical or mental, yeah. uh, eventually, you know. And we've all seen people that um, have had that. And, uh, you know, that may be our norm, yeah. um, like looking uh, in that environment. But we also know there's another way now by having these practices which have been able to keep us um, disciplined. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's where the, the, I've started, you know, meditating a lot more now too. I guess my running's decreased, but my meditation's increased. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like, oh, that's a, you know, that's what I used to find in my running. I can yeah. now just find that stillness in myself. So that's yeah, right. It's yeah, good. it's same, nice balance. Same here. Yeah. Well, that, that, was, that was it because running really taught me how to settle my mind down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it was eventually hours mm-hmm. of running. Um, until I got I, I got rid of all the uh, the negativity and all the stuff that I'd been holding on to for years, um, you know through through that you know to to reassure myself that everything's okay, um, so yeah that's when I, I I sort of got to a stage where I thought you know I love the running but uh, I need to do something to keep myself balanced um, in case I got injured. Otherwise, I'd find myself maybe getting depressed if I couldn't go and do those things. So yes. that's where meditation comes in because really what you're doing is your breath's getting into a rhythm mm-hmm. and you're slowing down, settling down. Mm-hmm. And once you're at that stage, you, you are in a calm, natural state. Yes. And that can help you, um, you know, become more, more aware and, and more, more conscious of your, your thoughts, feelings and emotions. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's yeah. what, yeah, it's kind of nice balance now, I think, between the two, yeah. you know, and um, yeah, sitting, you know, having that time just to, yeah, to, to rebalance yourself, realign yourself in that time is, is so important. Now it's almost yeah. an addiction in itself, you know, but yes. it's a good one. You yeah, know, yeah. To, to be able to do meditation on a daily basis just to, to settle the nervous system down, I think, is, is, is part of our, our, uh, um, part of our um, structure as a human. Yes. Like, you know, this isn't something that you and I, we're not talking about groundbreaking stuff here. This has been going on for thousands of years you know they they knew then that the humans got to find that calm space yeah so you know running can be that for for people but also having the ability to be able to you know come to a level of self-awareness through the body to help the mind settle i think it's really important yeah as well yeah yeah Yeah, for sure yeah yeah and i think um um you know you need to be proud of yourself to 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 get to that stage you know um and 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 have that awareness now but also to be able to you know use your knowledge to help others so i think that that's a um a way to fast track things for people too yeah so so are you doing a bit of coaching in that now yeah yeah yeah. so um yeah i've I've got a couple of clients that i'm working with and and you know it's funny uh, like I often ask my clients, I'm like, what is it one thing that you do for yourself? What is it, you know, like, and because I never had that either, you know, Mm. like I never had my running until I, you know, as I said, but I was like, what is it one thing? And they're like, oh, I don't have time for that. You know, I'm busy. I've got, I've got, you know, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. So that unfortunately we don't have, as as anybody, but as a mother, it's the most important thing to give yourself some time, you know, even if it's just for 15 minutes to sit quietly or, you know, go for a walk on the beach, whatever it is that you love to do. So mm. that's my biggest message in, oh, well, um, amongst a lot of others. But my, one of my most important starting points when I'm coaching is mm. what can we do to get your day so you can do something for yourself, mm. you know, because you are worthy of that time because a lot of people don't 
give themselves the the, the, the self worth or the self love to give themselves the time. It's mm. like no, I'm I'm the least important person. I've got yeah. to look after my children and my husband and my house and my job and yeah. you know all of these other things. But when we do that, then we become so unaligned that we're all over the place and not even able to to enjoy life because we're so busy trying to please and do things for others. But if we look after ourselves first by doing that one thing, it is whatever it might be, even if it's 15 minutes, you know, it can really help set up your day and and your your weeks and help you out. I'm so guilty of it too. You know, like it's my life's totally changed now, but I was in that whole program of like just having to please others and um and the whole weight of the world was on my shoulders because if i didn't do these things then that it would benefit wouldn't benefit anyone else but but i've got to make sure i get myself like in that nice flow state so when you're in that that state then all of a sudden you know you are living in a higher level of awareness and that can really help others um uh to a much more deeper level yes yeah would you agree absolutely and that's what i think people in the cities and the bigger towns it's kind of almost impossible to break free from that you know mm. like they just are in this real pattern of of life you know mm. it, there's just no way that they can break that mold and yeah. and that's really hard because that's when all this dis-ease in the body you know mm. like because you're in that in that you know fight or flight state so long that it yeah. ends up manifesting in other parts of your body because you're not even conscious of what you're feeling or your emotions because you don't give yourself time to mm. hear your body or hear mm. your mind you know that's right and and i've, I've been there and, and mm. i can still be there too now unless i keep myself in check yes but when you are in that state that's when you look for uh, a coffee or you look for a beer or you look for um you know a lolly yeah because you want to get yourself some sort of temporary joy mm-hmm. you know but but that that sort of tension still is there mm-hmm. it's just being masked yeah so that's why it's important to do some self healing practices you know, whether that be physical movement running or meditation or yoga or mm-hmm. or something that you find you know gets things working for you um so you're not going for those quick interventions and Unfortunately, you know, modern society is trying to steer us to be unhealthy all the time. Yes. You know, you've yeah. just got to look uh, at all these um, offerings of stimulation out there, you yeah. know, and, and, and really that, that, that can make us unhealthy unless we're, we're aware of that, you know. But, yeah. but, but being, like you said, like, um, you know, in that busy state, um, yeah, you are inevitably going to be, be pushed towards having imbalances and disease if you're not uh, not cautious of that, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. That's what I really yeah. found as well. It's kind of a bit of a lesson that I learned from my mum's passing, you know. Like, she yeah. she was healthy as far as, like, she'd do yoga and, and um, you know, she'd walk on the beach and stuff, but she was still so busy in her mm. mind, you know, and, and she was very emotional and she'd store a lot of emotions away, especially when they were younger, you know, mm. in that generation. You didn't yeah. get to express your emotions. Yeah. You weren't yeah. taught to go and talk to somebody or to have a cry or, you know, like you've got to hold it all together all the time. Mm. So that storing of emotions when we don't deal with them, mm. whether it's a physical outlet of running or meditation, then, then yeah, it I, I was a real message that I've kind of got with that is it's yeah. really important to, to show yeah. other people how to, to do that so then they're not in that kind of space of storing away that stuff that's going to end up to, you yeah. know, disease. Uh, it manifests into something, doesn't it? That's right. Your mum wouldn't have been that old. No, she was 68. Shit. Yeah, right. yeah. So it yeah. was very sudden. It was like, what the heck has gone on here? So mm. it was a bit of a, um, a shock for all of us in the family, but... 
I kind of now that I'm stepped into to this new you know path really since her passing mm. I, it's, I feel kind of drawn to, to to show people that you've got to get out of your head and you've yeah. got to get and 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 be able to express those emotions to share and get it off your chest yeah. because it's it's toxic mm. you know it really mm. is toxic if we don't do it yeah. and mums are the best at it because we try and put on this mask of oh no I'm fine I'm good it's all mm. good I'm fine I've got this mm. you know but inside is a whole different story sometimes mm. I think for a lot of women oh amen yeah yeah, yeah. I, I you might have known the story about my mum but she she survived she was 84 but she had some significant trauma like mm. when she was younger mm. that, that she held a lot really to the end of her life and it mm. astounds me that she lived that long mm. um because she was masking it with you know all sorts of stuff and um never felt you know confident to talk about it and her life could have been a lot freer um, years before she was able to to, to let go of that. Yes. Yeah. Mum, yeah. My mum had nothing as quite, but she did have a couple of things going on in her life that, she, you know, I don't mm. think she dealt very well with yeah. at all. And, yeah. and, but like you said, we didn't have the tools. They, they didn't have the tools. They didn't have the coping mechanisms that mm. is a lot more, uh, you know, available and, and known nowadays. Mm. So, yeah, yeah I, that's my passion is to kind of share that with others now and just to, yeah, yeah. to get that yeah. awareness. Just, just, just before we, um, we talk about what you're doing now, um, uh, if if people that are listening aren't really like interested in doing running or, mm. or interested in anything like that to, to support their physical and mental, mental health, what would it be that you'd recommend that so uh, that they could you know maybe or a couple of things that they could they could go towards um, to be able to give them um, some guidance or, or just have uh, some some form of thing that they can connect with on a daily basis, which might be able to work for them. What what would they be? Yeah, um, oh, these days I, I actually find the apps. You know, like there's so many apps out there. The, yeah. the Smiling Minds, the Insight Timer. You know, yeah. again, that's meditation, but it's a guided meditation. You know, and mm. and sometimes we can't quieten our mind enough to meditate. Mm. You know, just straight off the bat. Mm. So I actually started with guided meditations. You mm. know, and there's like little ten minute ones that you. You know, just to help to, to calm you, breath, you know, that the breath is so important too. And mm. I try and teach that to a lot of my clients as well. Just mm. the importance of that, that you know, slowing down the breathing rate, breathing into your tummy, not that this thoracic breathing, yes. but breathing right down into yeah. your diaphragm and, and taking those deeper breaths to, to really, and exhaling that out as well. We kind mm. of hold it in and tightness and mm. yeah. So breathing and, and guided meditations are probably a great tool that I'd probably share with others, but Whatever it is that brings you joy, mm, you know, like, right. I mean, obviously yeah. not without the, the alcohol or the caffeine, yeah, but, yeah. you know, if it's um, going for a swim in the ocean and just taking that time to just appreciate it and bring gratitude in, in yes. that time and, yeah, you know, simple true. things like every day you can be, you know, gratitude's another great thing that I try and share um, just to bring you into that higher vibration as well because you know what it's like, mm. Aaron. When you're in gratitude, it kind of everything seems to yes. be a lot more positive. And, it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, isn't it unreal? Like these are natural forms of, of human emotion. Mm. I just think over the journey, we've just been really suppressed and we just become so judgmental. Yes. And, you know, we become so judgmental of other people to give ourselves... Um, some form of um, uh, you know gratitude mm. in in its essence to make us feel temporarily good, but mm. we've got to do the work underneath that to to have that level of gratitude for you know every day that we have here mm-hmm. um, because we're so much above the shoulders. Mm. Once you release a lot of that tension, um, you, you you can become in more coherence with everything. But you know I remember like 
the only way I could switch off when I was in a, uh, like in, right into the workforce was to go away on holidays for two or three weeks and then, then I'd start to feel settled. Mm. But I think you can have that same feeling on a daily basis if you find time for yourself to give yourself some compassion mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, find a practice that works for you to, um, to help with that, um, that, that feeling of acceptance again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Acceptance is a hard thing. It is. Like you know, and if you can accept everything that's gone in your life that's brought you to where you are now, Mm -hmm. and then to be able to use that as a platform to say, okay, well, thank you for for what you've taught me. Now I'm I'm able to do what I want to do, Mm -hmm. and then be able to find the tools to. Um, to, to help you on that journey, I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like starting fresh, you know, and it's okay, you know, like, because yeah, every yeah. day is a new day, a new opportunity to create a new being, you know, like, I it think is. we get stuck yeah. at this is just how I am, and that's yeah. that's not going to change. And, <laughs> you know, like, we, that, that's, yeah. that's me, and if you don't like me, too bad, you know, but yeah. I think we forget that we, we don't need to keep that conditioning and yes. those beliefs, you know, yeah. so strong. We can actually. Why, why do I believe that? Why do I, you know, yeah. what is that condition yeah. that I've had my whole life because my mum told me I had yes. to be or my dad told me I had to That's do this, right. you know? exactly, yeah. And just yeah. questioning stuff and just realising, actually, I don't need to have any of that anymore. Mm. I can just be who I'm, yeah. you know, authentically Th- am. Th- thanks, for, uh, thanks for what you've taught me. Yes. But, you know, I'm okay now. Yes. Because, yeah, my, my dad's voice will come back, mm. um, you know, too, mm. uh, you know, it's interesting, like, you know, you talking about your skydiving, like, my dad would be, what do you want to do that for? What do you want to do that for? I, I could hear that coming back as you were talking mm. uh, earlier, <laughs> you know, so that, that's that sort of stuff that, that's very deep in you yes. because you're trying to grow when you're a young person and you're getting that come in. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a level of, um, you know, uh, self-doubt that mm-hmm. you, you've got to be able to accept. You know, you hear that voice coming in, okay, thank you, Dad, I, I see why you're saying that, but... Oh, I'm okay now. You don't yes. need to protect me. Yeah, that's you right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is, you know, just yeah. that level of protection because they haven't had the experience to be able to, um, you know, find uh, that level of growth uh, right. or, or to be brave enough to move into something which um, could help them, you know. So, yes. yeah, and that, that's, that's, you know, what his dad taught him and, mm-hmm. you know, and it goes, goes way back. So, yeah, we've got an opportunity now to, 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 to help change that. That's I right. Yeah. So, so how can people, like, like, get hold of you and how can people – do you have a website now uh, that they can learn a bit about what you do and maybe reach out for some help? How, how's that all looking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm running a couple of workshops uh, locally, but obviously that's for Agnes people but or Gladstone or Bundy. But um, yeah. I do have a website. It's just amystooth.com.au. Yeah. Um, and I'm also um, looking at running some retreats and stuff in the future. So, um, yeah, it's kind of exciting. I feel like uh, it's, it's just starting to ramp up and get um, into the right path now. I feel yeah. very... Um, yeah, very comfortable with where it's all heading and yeah, yeah, yeah. what my purpose is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, it, look, you know, that, that's the step for someone like yourself and, um, you know, to, to be confident that you are needed to mm. do what you, 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 you're trying to do here because it's, it's going to be um, a life-changing thing for people to be able to engage with someone that's walked the path possibly but mm. also that can, can help them. And if you're feeling confident enough that, that you can make... Um, you know some significant changes to other people because you know it's needed mm. it's, it's going to be great for you I've got no doubt so you know you've got to be proud of yourself to go through everything you've gone through in life to get to where you are now and it's all probably happened for a reason 
yeah you know? so uh yeah, yeah yeah it has been yeah it's been yeah. a great journey and i'm kind of excited like what's next you know that's yeah. again that that you know i'm always looking for the next challenge or but it's it's in a good way this time it's yeah. like yeah how else can i be of service and what can i do to provide to yep. to help and support others and yeah. who knows like you know you could just i think too once you've taken those blinkers off the whole world's your oyster mm, you've got unlimited potential when you're in that space so yeah yeah i'm excited when yeah. when you're free you know when you're sort of free and getting back to what i was saying about honey before like she was saying to me about what is it with the running um, that, that takes you out of your mind? And I said, you, 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 you've got to understand that you're free, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. you, you're not worrying about stuff. You're actually like in the moment enjoying what you're doing. Mm. Once you let go, then everything will take care of itself. Yes. You know, so yeah. the race will finish quicker because you're in joy of it. Yeah. Um, you know, your life will, will go the path that your heart's trying to lead you towards because... Yes. You're, uh, you're letting it happen. Yeah, you're taking the yeah. reins off sort of yeah. thing and you're just trusting, aren't you? It's a That's lot of true. trust. Yeah, yeah, agree, yeah. So just to be able to let go, um, all the uh, the ancient spiritual leaders say, mm. you know, you've got to be able to let go. Mm. Once you let go, then you set yourself free at the end of the day, you know, yeah. and, uh, and yeah. that's, that's, what, uh, that's what's possible, so... I really hope people can reach out to you and, and you can help them uh, learn those skills, Amy. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks yeah, so much, Aaron. That's cool. been really fun. Yeah, yeah. no worries. But, um, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, uh, if you want to try and track Amy down, if you can't, just uh, email support at backmind.com.au and uh, really grateful for the chat. Yeah, thanks no so worries. much for having me on. Appreciate cool. it. Thanks, Cheers. Aaron.